Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a brand new episode of our Ecom show. And uh, today I'm here with uh, the founder of uh, Tidyboard. And uh, this is a unique product, as you will see. And up to date, they uh, sold more than uh, 60,000 uh, Tidyboards. And also, they raised more than $1 million on uh, Kickstarter and Indiegogo. So let's talk about this uh, product and this uh, e-commerce store. Hey, Matthew, how are you today? Good, good, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Amazing. So tell us more about your story. Is this your first business or uh, or not at all? And also, do you have a co-founder in this business? Yeah. You know, I've been an entrepreneur from a young age, right? Buying candy and selling it at school, like in yeah. third grade. I got shut down. It wasn't a legal business. So I would say my first legal business is Tidyboard. This is the first time that I registered the business, got my EIN and um, bank account and, and really committed to uh, yeah to launching something. Yeah. When did you start out? So you- the idea came in 2014. Um, took a lot of time to develop and just uh, focus on it. Um, and it was, it's actually a business that I meant to, uh, generate cash to support a different business idea that I have. Um, so it turns out launching a, a product business, a brand and scaling it isn't as easy as I figured it would be. Um, but that ignorance probably made it easier to, to go for it. Um, yeah. but, um, <clears throat> We, we launched a Kickstarter in July of 2020, and then we started selling product in March of 2021, um, not without issues along the way. Um, every time you do a new run of product for us, we, we find little issues that come up past like the initial review stage that you, know, you just didn't expect to happen for some reason. You, know, you find out over time there's an issue. So. Um, that's been a, a big challenge of manufacturing hard goods um, for us. And um, yeah, it's just been a heck of a ride. We're, we're excited. We keep doubling year over year. And uh, this year, though, will not be a double. Um, with the transition to our new product, uh, we basically stopped advertising six months ago for a V1 just to kind of trickle it out until the new product came. So our revenue is going to be down quite a bit, um, but we're still expecting probably 2.6 this year, um, and we should be able to get to four next year. That's a very ambitious goal to double every year. Yeah, I think it was really ambitious and probably impossible for a number of reasons for us. Um, 
to do it again. Um, you know, finding capital is a big challenge too, to be able to grow. So we've been learning about that. Tell us more about the product. So what is this product exactly? How does it help people? Yeah, so Tidyboard is a meal prep system. It all begins with a cutting board. Uh, you can see a couple behind me. So these are just like different prototypes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. This here is the, oh, going backwards. This is our new design that has an aluminum bar. So it nests at the back of it. This is, you're looking at the back of the board and this would be like the front. Um, and so you have your cutting board, right? Everybody needs yeah. one of those. And now if you need a tidy board, you just flip the bar all the way over. Excuse me. You just flip the bar all the way over and then you have a leveraged bar to work with. Um, so here we go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Leveraged bar. And then you can put one of those contain the big container behind me or strainer and you just hang it off of any, right? And then, oh, I don't need that anymore. Now I just have a cutting board. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is you're taking a container, you're putting it in there, and then you have additional containers that you can add there as well. Yeah, um, yeah. We have, so smart. I just moved a bunch of containers over to a photo shoot we're doing. So I don't have any of the small mini containers or the metal containers here. Mm -hmm. But um, these all have lids. So, I mean, honestly, this is such an incredible container. It holds so much. Um, I just used it last night for a huge pot of soup, and I didn't have a container that would fit in my fridge. Mm -hmm. Just a big glass bowl with a lid. And it's like that is just such an inefficient shape for the fridge space. So it turns out this is like the perfect storage container for a fridge. It takes up the entire length of the interior of a fridge. And so you're not wasting any space. It's square, so you're not wasting any space. You can just back yeah. it. I mean, it just turns out it's, it's just such a great product. Um, I, I love the large containers. So I don't really have any more lids that I can find easily, and I don't, I don't want to make any more of a mess, but um, I think the idea is pretty, pretty obvious at this point. Prep, slide, yeah. store. Now you can bake with the new metal containers. Oh, and we, we're also releasing um, – I don't. these are just some 3D prints, but we have four types of kitchen utensils silicone with a embedded nylon to make it stiff. So high temperature resistance with the outer silicone. And um, these are really nice. Um, basically it's like a squeegee um, type of accuracy when you're using it. It's just, it cleans the paint. Like you just get it all when you scoop with silicone utensils. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it turns out it's a really great product that I've been using at home and, and everyone's giving a good review. So I'm uh, excited to expand the brand a little bit into the kitchen utensils. Yeah, yeah. So I would think that there are so many products in, in this niche. There are so many kitchen products. Actually, my company, we work with a few companies selling knives and, you know, different kitchen products. And it's, yeah, it's a very crowded space. So, um, and obviously people, they can see how useful this product is when they actually use it. Uh, and when you are not in a physical store, it's hard to convey this message, right? That why this product is great. So I'm curious how you communicate to people, what's the best way to do it? A video, a GIF, 
copy copy or or yeah images maybe but what's the best way to tell people why it's a great product how is different than other products yeah that's so i don't know that we figured that out entirely what the best way is i think you know like this week my goal is to do a how to video how to use this product yeah i've heard that that's a great way to to get people to understand um, but of course user generated content is the new king of content so we work with influencers um, often you have to pay them a little bit or you give them percentage of the sales generated um, or a combination of both and um, we really find that the natural content made by someone seems to resonate the best um, we also had a staged UGC video. So it wasn't actually UGC, but it looked a lot like it. And that was our number one selling ad. And the, the shelf life was incredible. Like we were getting very successful return on ad spend for like two years. And honestly, we want to recreate that with that same girl. I mean, it just was perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's about all I can think of at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, so yeah, UGC is big, but I talked to some um, ad guys, you know, who works on, on uh, ad creatives and, and Facebook ads. And uh, there are multiple problems with uh, UGC that is made by real customers. And one of them is that many of them, they are just not good actors uh, or, or they are just, you know, they are just not good in front of camera. Like most people, they are just not good at it. And that's why it's just good to have someone who, you know, people think she's a customer, but she's actually not. And yeah, someone who's an actor uh, and it seems professional, but still UGC type. So not super professional, you know. I think that's where like a really good influencer makes the difference. I mean, I think that's where they get their value. You probably described the quality of why paid influencers get paid. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're 100% right. It's a great thing to remember. And I need to reach out to this girl again. She's a busy professional, and she did this with her sister. Mm-hmm. And it's like a side hustle, so it's not a top priority for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, reach out to her, definitely. Um, yeah. So let's talk about crowdfunding. Why did you jump on these platforms? Indiegogo, Kickstarter, I don't know if you did anything else. Um, so why and uh, what was your strategy behind it? I think it was really like, hey, how are we going to pay for you know forty thousand dollars in tooling to make all this product? Um, that was the investment that you needed to. And then, make. how are we going to get all this product to sell? Like, okay, we got to put forty thousand, and then we have to do a minimum order, you know, to get a, a good price and. It's like, okay, where's all that money going to come from? Um, and it felt like a very slow scaling strategy, you know, because the amount of time to get product delivered and then sold, it's like you're going to have a very hard time scaling, you know? So I think the idea of generating hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to basically kickstart this business made the most strategic sense. Yeah, 
this was in 2020 what was yeah. the yeah so how did you build up this strategy for these uh, platforms because you know I, I talked to a few business owners uh, being in the crowdfunding space and one thing I can see is that you need a strategy so it's not it's not like you just jump on it and you get the money because the product is nice or something not at all you you really have to know your strategy and how to execute Absolutely. it so that was the question that I was asking myself initially and I was doing my research trying to understand what is the best strategy mm -hmm. and I came across a company called Launchboom and I started looking through uh, their material they even had like a full guide Here's how you do it. It's extensive. It takes some knowledge across different platforms. Facebook advertising isn't the easiest thing to navigate at first. Um, setting up all the different channels and emails and understanding how to send out and like do a landing page to capture people's emails. So the reason you're doing all this email capture, I'm sure you understand, is everyone who's done anything significant in the Kickstarter space, you have to pre-launch. Um, that's kind of the standard now. I don't know if Launchboom yeah. really identified that first. They've been in this game for quite a while. They know the crowdfunding better than most. Um, and <clears throat> they've changed their uh, product offering to uh, s startups like myself. And at this point, what they're doing now is you pay X amount to get into their program. They have a lot of integration into MailChimp sales stuff. And so they've created their own little platform where you can monitor how everything's working, how all of your ads on Facebook are working or how all your, you know, what's your retention, what is your conversion rate for leads, right? Lead generation. And they also identified like, look, if you get them to pay a dollar, um, you're going to have a 30, 30x uh, increase um, of conversion from a regular email. So they've come up with these little tactics, you know, and um, it, it was all them that built out V1. I mean, they basically handled everything. I gave them a lot of like ideas and like here, you know, but they were pulling all of the levers on all the platforms. But now they have basically a do-it-yourself. So the second time around, I followed their program um, and learned how to do it all on my own. Okay. Uh, who, who say it again? Who was this? Is it was it an agency or or who are these guys? They're called Launchboom. Okay. And so Launchboom enables you to follow their entire program, and they have you know checklists throughout, and they have dashboards for all of your you know accounts and uh, metrics, and you know giving you reports, and you can look at whatever you want. And they you know are saying okay, this is you know they have predetermined like what's good what's not good you're doing great on this metric you're doing great on this metric you're doing good on this metric you're yeah. doing okay you know so it just really helps you have a strong grip of understanding each step how to do it and they're there to coach you and they have like a whole community where you can type and talk to other founders people who've gone through it and so you have people helping you that way like a reddit type of forum and then they have office hours where you can talk to them. And these guys know their stuff inside and out. And they're very helpful. So I, I couldn't have been su successful without LaunchBoom the way I was, in my opinion, with the amount of efficiency. You know, you know I'm, maybe if I spent six months 
still. You know, it's like yeah, you gotta yeah. move forward, and they really help you move forward. Yeah, I just took a note on this agency. I should reach out to them. I think you are the second guest here who talks about them. I'm so. surprised. I'm the only only the second, but I'm not surprised. You know, like I'm yeah. not the first. Um, so yeah, I can get you in contact with Mark Pakoda. He's um, I just did a podcast with him like a month ago, and this guy is very smart, understands the business, and and then there's Will Ford who also is good at expanding the business, and he's really knowledgeable for sure, really nice guy, and they can um, provide a lot of um, connections, and they're working on a new thing called um, I forgot what it, maybe I'm not even allowed to talk about it actually I don't know if they've launched it so I'm there's working on something new that is going to be yeah. helpful for a lot of founders. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, let's talk about this after the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know you are launching the second version of the product. How is it different than the first one? Well, what you just saw was V2. Um, I don't even think I have a V1 in here. Oh, I do. So here's here's V1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so obviously this hole is an issue when you're not using it. It becomes an impediment in your working space. And now you will have the, the metal. Uh, yeah. Now you have a clean solution right here. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, this thing's tucked away, um, out of the way. It basically doesn't take up any space. Yeah. And um, it allows you to have a cutting board that you can use all the time leave on your counter yeah actually yeah that's a great idea and uh, yeah uh, you can save space and, uh... <laughs> hey buddha nation welcome to the ecom show i ask you to subscribe to this podcast and if you like it make sure you share it with at least one friend as you probably know we don't run ads our growth is purely organic so it would mean the world to me if you could support us i hope we can serve our audience in the best way and now let's jump into the episode yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how I got in the cutting board business. It's so funny, you know, like uh, it just seemed obvious. It seemed like a home run, you know, and I couldn't believe a system like this hadn't been created. It's, it's, it is indeed more efficient. It is organized. You feel like you're just flying through food prep now. You just have a clear system of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Scraps yeah. go here, ingredients go here, and you just can just mindlessly work, you know. And yeah. um, you know, people who get it and use it, they freaking love it. It's amazing. Like, it's just so cool to hear, like, the amount of praise that we get from people who really see the benefit. And yeah. it's like, authentic, you know. Like, we really did bring a product to meal prep that helps. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Um, you mentioned email. So I guess you focused on building an email list uh, during the campaign, the crowdfunding campaign, especially before the launch, right? To build a community, a solid email list. Yeah, that's that's the pre-launch up to three months before the campaign is what they recommend. Mm-hmm. You know, you really want to do at least six weeks. Two months is, is solid. Yeah, yeah. And then after the launch, how did you use this list? Um, well... You know, also in the pre-launch, I'll get to the list, but I'm sorry. You're also trying to get people onto a Facebook group and keep okay. in with them. And those are the VIPs who paid a dollar. 
and you're trying to give them a very good customer experience and insight into how your campaign and production and everything's going. And uh, those guys are the ones who convert really well. Um, now, what do I do with this email list? You know, I'm um, basically giving them a heads up when the product is about to launch on day one of Kickstarter. The goal is to have a, the biggest first day. That's where you make everything. It's not everything, but it determines how everything was going to go. And then, um, so we just make sure to send a, you know, your schedule your emails three days, one day on the day, you know, day after, so, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. You just regularly send these broadcast type of emails to them, right? Yeah. 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 Giving, giving them updates on what's happening. Yeah. yeah. What's your experience with Facebook groups? Because I think the past one year, the organic reach in the groups, it declined. Maybe not even one year, but in the past few years, it declined a lot. I also run a group and it's terrible now, the reach. So they've, they've changed their priorities and their algorithms, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Or have people left groups? Hmm. I, I cannot see they, they leave the group, you know, they stay in the group. But uh, three years ago, half of the group, third of the group could see a post. Now it's 5%. I see. Communicating through the group. Okay. That's that's really weird. I mean, they're maybe they're just really trying to drive people's time on their apps to more revenue generating streams like yeah, the, yeah. the scrolling, you know. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting, sad I'd say, you know, because you know, the whole thing about Facebook wasn't supposed to be just mind-numbing videos, but it was supposed to be connecting people to each other. Um, and let's that was really, the original idea, right? Real. That ain't happening. Now it's separating people, I think. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the real... The, the, exactly. I mean, the more that you try to take people away from directly communicating with other people and just staring at... What do we call these things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waste of time. Distraction. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Overall, do you have a good experience with agencies? Now you mentioned one. I know I can see entrepreneurs, you know, uh, choosing two, one of the two paths. One is that they uh, keep things lean. Sometimes only the founders, they are employed in the company and they just outsource everything to agencies. And the other path is when they build everything in-house, they hire employees and they do everything basically in the team. Um, how do you see this topic? You know, that's such an interesting question. Um, I think the reason we went with agencies in the beginning is because we didn't know anything. Mm, okay. And, and we realized, you know, like it, it was like me, it was pretty much just me in the beginning. Yeah. My other partner was very uninvolved. Mm -hmm. uh, my little brother as well. Um, and so... It was slowly that I would get more and more of his time into into here. So I, I had no choice but to go with Launch Boom, for example, who could do the whole the whole entire deal. Yeah. And um, after that, it's like okay, I, I really don't know how to run advertisements on Facebook. 
maybe, and I don't feel like I'm doing a great job. So maybe I need to hire someone else. I'm like, you'll try something like that. And that's hard because, you know, it's just a tough balance. You know, you, all, every dollar you spend, you have to make by selling more product. And so it's easy to get carried away with hiring agencies, but then you really start taking away profits. And so that is the greatest balance of like becoming proficient on your own um, or finding a very reliable, very efficient call in a partner in some part of the space that can help um, make, you know, pay for themselves because they're good enough. Like they, they are making the difference. Um, so we never thought about hiring people. You know, we always thought about doing it ourselves or just co- getting a contractor. Hiring people is, that sounds like a nightmare. Um, the amount of things you have to deal with, liabilities, insurance, um, workers' comp, um, taxes. I mean, it yeah. becomes very complicated hiring someone and a very, very big commitment. You know, and, th- you know, this is a seasonal business in many ways. Um, and... Uh, it's becoming less and less the more we can diversify our sales channels. Um, but um, you got to figure out what, how much time you can commit and see if it makes sense. You know, like, is it going to affect your business? Is it going to hurt or help? You know? Yeah. 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 makes sense. So basically getting the know-how that was your main reason to find these agencies. Yeah. Because I know some people, they want to do this because of time management. They want, yeah, but it seems like for you, it, it was the know-how. Um, yeah, and, you know, we spent a lot on one group. They did good stuff, but, um, you know, it's a number of things, like the timing of the market, what's happening. You know, there was, it's been a crazy run the last couple of years, you know, high, high demand to people. The entire industry is overstocked now with product, you know, like yeah. there was so much overstock throughout every retailer. You know, so it's just been, a, it was like the craziest whirlwind in, I think, retail history. You know, the way that costs bloom for shipment at the beginning, you know, it, it's been wild. So I think it's just yeah. been a big wave and, it, you know, we're, we're riding it and we're going to hopefully slowly just continue to, to rise. You know, our, our business is good. We're patented. We have a lock on this technology and it's a helpful product for people so that you know with expanding into other kitchen utensils um if it wasn't for our completely unique solution getting into the kitchen game and kitchen utensils like i showed you it's like that's insane i would never do that on its own but since i have a leverage uh with new product it's easy to upsell additional kitchen utensils as long as they're good quality you know and, and help and useful like I have no problem expanding. How many products do you have in total? Well, we have the tidy board. So if the, if that's its own product, we have a large container, a large strainer. We have small container, a uh, small strainer. And then we have the four pack of kitchen utensils. We have the mini containers and we have um, the metal containers now. Mm-hmm. So we basically, we're going to double all those for different colors and except for the metal. So we're looking at like 19 
products technically, 19 SKUs. I think that's a healthy balance. You mentioned your revenue. So you said something like 2 million this year, something like that. Yeah, last year we did 3.3. This year we're looking at probably 2.6 or something like that. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a healthy balance because, uh, and I don't know, how, yeah. How, so um, your most um, popular product, I guess it's the tidy board. So, right? Yeah. By far, right? I guess that's that's the product. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's like eighty twenty, right? You know that rule, the Pareto principle. So I guess it's something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it does. That is about right. I can see this with most stores. You know, like sixty, eighty percent of their revenue comes from one, two products. Even. Yeah where even you know companies where they have thousands queues they still have this trend which is interesting yeah um so i think it's healthy balance because i can see stores having only one product and they cannot scale beyond one million you know they get stuck they don't want to launch new products maybe they have some limiting beliefs i don't know and other uh, stores they just uh lose their focus they have hundreds thousands of SKUs they make one million two millions but yeah I think that's the other end of the spectrum oh, so, yeah 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 um, I, I can see those companies win and now I'm generalizing so this is not everyone but most companies they they are a bit like Apple you know they launch a few products every year and those are really good products they really uh, work on product development and every year those products become better or they launch new products but they come from the previous versions um yeah like three five ten products something like that so not like 500 but not one so yeah. that's what i can see in most e-commerce um i think you know on that topic we're gonna probably launch another kickstarter next year with the same board, maybe we'll include a new material, but we're gonna go, we're gonna offer an all metal tidy board mm -hmm. set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Um, so my last question: um, What would be your number one advice to to someone who wants to go to Kickstarter and you know into this crowdfunding world? How what what they should focus on? Okay, well, I mean, if you're going to go on your own, you have make sure you have some quality media that you can use to test the market to see if this is a viable product for retail. And you can do that by creating a simple video. You can advertise it on Facebook, have a link to a landing page where people can sign up and also, you know, give another basic rundown. If you go to v2.tidyboard.com, you can see a current landing page that we use for Kickstarter. Um, that won't be available for much longer but it might not be available by the time this video airs but um you know you need a landing page you need advertisements and you need good media for your products you can see what type of conversions you're getting for dollar spend for a lead generated if you're getting one two three dollars for each lead that's that's good one's really good i think three is considered acceptable maybe even four yeah so um that's how you can determine right there. Simple as that. Is this a good idea? 
Um, my next piece of advice is um, don't give up. <laughs> make yeah. sure you, you clearly identify all the goals that you need. You know, it's best write it all down if you have to and make sure you keep working on all these goals that you keep putting out ahead of you. And um, there's so many pieces of advice you could give, you know, um, best of luck. Feel free to reach out to me if you have questions. I'm happy to help fellow entrepreneurs. It's fun to talk about new ideas. And I'm always interested in innovating and helping people um, figure it out. So you can always reach out to me, Matt, M-A-T-T at tidyboard.com. Amazing. Thanks for yeah. giving access to people. That's, sure. that's rare, I would say. Um, yeah. And if anyone wants to check out your uh, Kickstarter or your website, where they should go? Um, tidyboard.com. T-I-D-Y-B-O-A-R-D.com. And um, contact us in there, info at tidyboard as well. And, um, I mean, you Google it, you'll find it. And, um, thanks for the interview as well, Daniel. It's, it's always been fun talking with you, man. And, um, look forward to our next conversation. Amazing. Thanks. Uh, Matt, or can I call you Matt? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matt. It was a great story and uh, I wish you success with the new product launches and also next year. Keep doubling every year for the next 10 years. <laughs> you will have a lot of headaches then. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. The question is like, do we just make it a cash flow business where we just keep generating cash flow for ourselves or do we sell this sucker in yeah, five yeah. years, you know? Yeah. Um, it depends on, I think, how much, it, in five years, you can really tell how much time it's taking and um, make the judgment then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a quality question. That's a good question to have, you know, yeah. quality problem. I hope I have a, a hard decision to make in five yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, so I wish you great success. And uh, we will put these links into the description of this podcast. I will add one more link to it, which is from my company. So we collected our top 100 email templates from the last few years, and we made this publicly available. So I will put the link into the description and uh, everyone can find it and, uh, and download it. And uh, thanks again, everyone and to the listeners and uh, stay tuned every week. We come out with a new episode. I wish you a great day, everyone. See ya.